0: Hey, I'm Jervain, and this is Great To Know. Episode two, and I'm back with Gina DeLisso, co-founder at One Great Studio. Running a business is hard. Sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's great, but you have to learn to stick it out and persevere. Today, we're gonna talk a little bit about the lessons that we've learned over the last 10 years. We wanna talk openly and share a little about how our values impact the way that we work and run this business. If you're in business and you want your values to be more than paper values, and this is a good episode for you. How do you feel 10 years into this journey?
1: Okay. I feel tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we have been able to build something that is has lasted. Yeah. And that has the potential to do much greater things. So that's what keeps me motivated at the end of the day. I mean, there's a lot of potential that I can see one great studio um, in in the horizons for one great studio.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the things because I, I I get bored easily. I, I mean, I can do something for a couple of years, but I, I think being 10 years in, I feel like I still feel like I'm not bored daily because I get to you know like create things and like we're, we're doing different things and 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 the business has changed so much too like it's very different now than it was in the start as well and so so that's the thing like 10 years in like I feel like I still have energy and I don't know if I could have predicted that that I'd still have energy because I thought I would have been tired by now but I guess we've changed enough that it keeps fresh and there's always something new happening and always a way that we have to go and always things that we have to learn and so for me, I feel like that's something that was surprising to me that I still have energy at this point. And I thought I'd have been tired and like wanting to do something
1: else by now. My tired is not tired of the business, yeah. it's just, it takes energy, no, it, does. it takes a com- level of commitment and it takes a level of intensity yeah. that you know, it goes beyond what you're necessarily comfortable with.
0: Yeah. So following on that end, would you say it's harder now than it was like in the start or year one or year 10? Like which one you think is harder, in your opinion?
1: I think it goes through like anything seasons. There are different seasons of growth, and there are different things that you overcome as you go along the way. Yeah. And the, the appreciation for the challenges of the past. You know, you can always look back in retrospect and say, "Oh, if I'd only knew that those were <laughs> easier, <laughs> easier challenges to surmount," you know, I would have just been like. Oh know back in the day but i think i mean i think you have to rise to every level of challenge the, the level of challenges that come your way mm-hmm. and that's a constant thing i think you'd have to do as a as a business owner especially in jamaica mm-hmm. um where you know the climate is not really set up for businesses to prosper and i'm just be honest like it's it's difficult Well, yes but then
0: you have to also like i feel like even with like what's happening in this con- country for example mm-hmm. like i feel like we look on it and we always say like oh it's hard to do business but we have to also recognize the progress that the country has made because it was yeah. even worse doing business Correct. before and when you spend it over, over like the course of like a 20 year you know yeah like when i first started like we had to file taxes and we had to pay energy different from nis different from heart different <laughs> from 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 income tax i know like all that is centralized you pay it one place like like you know so so the truth is i feel like we've made progress as a country in some ways
1: yeah, right in some ways. but
0: there's still a lot of ways that we still have our ways to go as well yeah you know
1: and i think you know there was a level of naivety in the beginning um and then when you the rubber meets the road and you realize you know all the things that require you are acquired from you yeah. for compliance, yeah. you know, it really makes you understand yeah. how all things work together.
0: Yeah. But you see, I like that as well, though, because that, that naivety made you even push me into compliance, I think. Because you were just like, anything we're doing, we're doing it properly. And everything is going to be done well, right? And I knew what it was going to take, right? And you were just kind of saying it. But then that's one of the things I'm happy about now as well, is that we have done everything, like, well, And that all our books are, like, together and all that stuff is, like, you know, we're compliant. Um, And so, like, that, I think, is actually something that I'm happy about. Even though it takes so much work to get it done, it's something I'm really happy about. Because then, you know, everything is clean.
1: How would you say the philosophy of the business has changed over the 10 years?
0: The philosophy of the business? Um, I feel like
1: the philosophy of the business has
0: stayed the same. Like, the core... And I feel like that's one of the things that has been very cool about being in a business for that long. Like we have three core values, right? Is don't be greedy, mm-hmm. think long-term, mm-hmm. and do good, right? Mm-hmm. And we've had those since day one, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've had those since day one. And, and the reality is that those three things have guided us along the way in terms of how we do business. It's guided our hiring practices or our client partnerships and how we choose the customers and clients that we work with. Mm-hmm. It's guided our, the way that we treat our team, mm-hmm. the way that we deal with each other and also like how we look out for strategic things like going out. Like I think one of the big things is just recognizing that what you're going to make the most money doing today is not necessarily what you're going to make the most money doing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And being in business, you're in this, you're in this tension of a sense with making the best decision for today versus making the best decision for tomorrow. And sometimes they align and then it's easy, but sometimes they're not aligned and you have to pick. And I think having that think long-term principle for me has helped me to kind of just say, all right, well, even though it might cost us more today, or even though we might lose a dollar today or not make as much today, if we're investing continuously in the future, then the business will be okay. And I think that's something that has really helped me. Now, how the different things have unfolded and and how we practice it, I think those things have changed in some, but I think the values have remained the same and they kind of guide us. I know the values are super important to you. Tell tell me a little bit about why those values are so important to you.
1: I mean, I think they just act as a plumb line. You know, like as humans, we tend to deviate from based on how we feel mm-hmm. um you can't really put the weight of your decision making on how you feel you have to have principles that you are choosing to live by yeah and you ho- you're kind of holding yourself accountable to those principles and you have to be honest with yourself you know are you making decisions that line up with those principles and if you're not then how can you align yourself back to what your core values are and i think it matters it's i mean it's it's natural We're human and we stray Mm -hmm. from our our core belief systems often. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of just a guiding light to say, are we realistic into the things that make us great?
0: Yeah. I think 10 years in, that's probably one of the things that I'm most proud of is that we've somehow managed to actually have a company where the values are felt in and known in terms of like day-to-day. And, and for me, that was, like, so important because for those of you, like, don't, you guys won't know me, but, but I'm kind of anti-structure and anti, like, organization and, and really just kind of love doing things, love going against the grain. And, and one of the things that always bothered me about, like, companies and values and stuff like that is that so many companies just have values on paper and you have these values written down, but when you interact, then those values aren't present. And I think like, that's probably one of the things I'm most proud of, like 10 years great, is that I think our values are present. And maybe not perfect, but present. And I think we actively try to make decisions that are in alignment with that.
1: Yeah, and I think like, I just hope that you, 10 years into the business and 10 years into the future that those principles will be persevering principles for us. Yeah. So was it harder in year one or year 10? Um, I think it's definitely harder in year 10.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Why?
1: Um, just there's more layers, more complexity. There's more responsibility. Um, but at the same time, I think that the years before have equipped us to handle handle the
0: complexities yeah yeah you know it's interesting because that biblical principle about just like you know being faithful in the small things is 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 interesting because it really prepares you like for things as things grow because like right now we started out it was like probably three of us when we started and now we have a team of like over 20 right maybe yeah. like 25 right and that's intimidating at times very <laughs> <laughs> because cause at the end of the day you have bills and all these things that need to happen but but the reality is that I feel like the thing that allows us to move forward confidently is knowing that you've been faithful in every step of that way. Maybe not every step of the way, but most of the steps of the way, <laughs> right? Because we, we have gotten things wrong mm-hmm. at times and we have failed in mm-hmm. different areas, but, but just being faithful over the time, I think is something that really, as you say, prepares you to kind of handle whatever it is that you're going through. right now. Yeah, I feel like every season of life that you have, your hard is going to feel as hard as it gets. You know, like, I, I, like I, I can't remember ever being in a season and the hard in that time feeling like, oh, this is simple. Like I feel like as humans, hard always feel like hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're just learning how to be stretched more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, no, that's good, that's good so 10 years great
1: 10 years
0: what are some lessons that you've learned that you think you know has contributed to our being here 10 years later still here still learning still growing 10 years great
1: i think as it was mentioned before it's the values the core values that kind of have guided our business goals and practices i think that was that's definitely fundamental i think to The lessons that we have learned over the years is don't be greedy, think long-term, and do good guiding principles. Yeah. What else? What else? (laughs) Um, I think it's the value of good partnerships. Um, We're very different. Very. (laughs) Like almost night and day in some respects. Um, We have a lot of similarities, true, but we are very different. Um, and we have different perspectives on matters and a lot of matters and a lot of matters. <laughs> and so I mean, I think that we're we're able to benefit from each other's strengths, yeah. and that's not oftentimes easy or comfortable no there's a it, lot of friction it's a lot of friction, but I think it's learning how to manage the friction and for it to produce great results
0: yeah yeah. And and, uh, and that's happening in, like our relationship, but then also like even in relationship with our clients, and with with people who we've hired, I feel like recognizing. And I, I, and and you you mentioned it. I think yesterday we were talking. You were talking about earlier today in this in this convo. You, you said that the dignity of, of the of the individual, and just recognizing how each individual brings something unique, you know. And as we add different people to the team, I think just recognizing their value. Is super important like one of the things that we always say is that we trust our team and that's something that we tell our clients but it's also something that we tell ourselves because even like we have a lot more experience than some people who you just you know you hire somebody coming straight out of school right mm-hmm. they have less experience and you want to do everything your way and different things like that but it's a balance there in terms of we have to also recognize that each person that we hire is going to bring something unique and what we have to do is put them into the system and the processes that allow them to succeed but also giving them areas that the things that they bring, we can also incorporate that, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's something that just valuing the partnerships and valuing the different people. I think that's something that's super important for us.
1: Yeah. And on the point of we trust our team, I think like we've been really blessed to have an incredible, you know, layer of leadership Yeah. that, you know, they just have made a world of a difference in terms of the growth of the company. Yeah. Um, and so having the right people in the right roles it makes a world of difference yeah and we we truly have only accomplished what we have been able to accomplish at this point with that leadership layer.
0: so that's that's really cool because our growth was actually accelerated like Drastically, like it was a significant acceleration when you started adding like a leadership team in place. But that was also super scary to do. Very scary, <laughs> right? Because for a long time we were both kind of just leading the company alone, and then here you are like inviting people into that. But it also comes with costs. Like, how did you process that?
1: I mean, I think ultimately, I mean, my 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 goal has always been, I want to have a business that is sustainable, yeah. you know, that can run without the day to day input of its owners yeah um, to me that, that was always the goal for this business personally, and so finding people that you know wanted to partner with us because yeah. essentially like we're asking these very talented people to trust us you yeah. know um, and it's a big responsibility that you're taking on i i I find it's a very big responsibility because you want to provide an environment where they can develop professionally they can develop personally you know that they would feel like you know this is something that's they want to be invested in yeah and so we i think we've been very fortunate with the partnerships that we've been able to 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 have so far in our team leads so yeah
0: now that's good i think one of the things that i've learned and i take with me as well is get outside opinion right and i know for for us like a big part of our, our growth as well is that maybe about it's like seven or eight years ago we we um might have been longer than that we 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 had a business coach yes. <laughs> you know and at the time it costed a lot of money for yeah. us, <laughs> right but we started working with a business coach his name is jason Blumo, mm-hmm. right and he coaches creative agencies yes. And that was really something that was transformational for the business, I think. Yes. I feel like we were, we were getting a lot of things wrong <laughs> and just working with him and just have it. Because you see, we're not in, we didn't have other agency owners around us. No. Like telling us, hey, watch out for this or watch out for that.
1: No, and you also wouldn't call us an agency either. At the time, yeah, you were anti- I was
0: anti-agency, agency. just like how I'm anti-organization. It's true. <laughs> I would be like the anti-agency. I didn't <laughs> want to call ourselves. I know we call ourselves an agency. Yes, we do. Wow, learning and growing. Ten years, <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, but you, but so that for me was big. Like, what do you think are some of the big things that we learned through that relationship? And he, and we still work with him up to, to you yes. know. Uh, I
1: think. One, um, the business coach, Jason Blum, also had a business partner, Julie. Julie.
0: And Julie is awesome. She's, yes. she's, she's really cool. So
1: they have experience not only coaching creatives, but also being in a partnership business yeah. and understanding the strengths and the challenges that come with having a, a partner with different strengths. Um, and so I think anecdotally and just them being honest about their own experience, has helped us a lot to recognize that this is normal. Yeah. <laughs> that the drama is normal. The friction is normal. Yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it gives you, I don't know, it gives you an edge up.
0: Yeah, I think one of the big takeaways for me is really get good advice. We didn't have a lot of mentors in this space. Like, we had different people that invested in us but they all were in very different industries and Mm -hmm. nobody could really speak to the challenges, like directly to the challenges that we were having because some things are specific to the type of business, right? And so being able to connect with people who have experience in the industry, Mm -hmm. I think was significant for
1: us. Yeah. I think that um, having Blomo, you know, be our business coach at the time was, as you said, very, 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 very important to how we evolved, I think, as a business for me it was you know we have we both have strong opinions on things or both express them differently based on our personalities but i think for me it was good to feel like there was validation in terms of things that you know were important to me and it i think that process of going through the coaching and getting the feedback was It was important in terms of helping me even build my confidence to say or to articulate why, you know, I I think things should be done in a particular way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think having an outside perspective really enabled us to to grow together. Yeah.
0: Like one of the big lessons coming out of it for us at the time was we weren't charging for everything that we were doing. Yes. You know, and that's something that they helped us to discover is that we were here delivering these websites and we were trying to be great delivering these websites, Mm -hmm. right? But then we had all this value that was uncovered or, or not communicated. It was hidden value yeah. being delivered in a price that wasn't even considering that value.
1: Well, I know for sure that that was one of the sticking points that we had early on. It was that I was like, Javain, you're not charging enough for what we're doing. And it was kind of like a back and forth between the two of us, even before we had this business yeah. coach. Because as I said to you, specifically, I remember you are doing more than designing a website. Mm -hmm. You're providing business advice for people and we're not charging for it. Mm -hmm. And I just remember distinctly that being something that I knew that set us apart from any other web shop that we knew about at the time. And it was something that I said, you know, you have to, that's valuable.
0: Yeah. It is valuable. But there's this tension between like what you're worth Mm-hmm. And what people are willing to pay. Yeah. And I think what's happened with us over time is that we've, we've learned how to communicate the value as well. Yeah. And I think so that, that also helps. So I think it's a combination of one, understanding the value. Mm-hmm. Two, being able to communicate the value. Yes. And three, connecting with the right people who can appreciate the value. Because not everybody can appreciate it or even consume the value. That's something that Blum like to talk about is can they consume the value? Yeah. And you might have some people who appreciate it, but they can't consume it. They can't actually put that value to use. So, so I think over the years, I think we've, we've, we've grown to the point where the things start to align a little better. Yes. You know, and we, we, can, we understand the value. We're communicating it more clearly. And we also have customers that can consume it or at least partially consume it
1: for us. Yes, well. yeah. So I think that having that confidence that helped our, our confidence to grow in terms of assigning the the value to what we are doing more than just being a design and dev shop. Yeah. It was absolutely critical to I think how we move forward as a business.
0: So one of the things Jada who is my sister <laughs> said to me recently. She said to me, she has a friend and she said, her friend said to her, you know, I really think one great cedar is cool because those guys charge like they're like a, like a real agency like in America. And I thought to myself, interesting. like That's, that's like something like, like, why would she think something like that? But the reality is that, you know, I, when I look on our pricing structure and like how we price and different things like that, like we're in business. Yes. At the end of the day, like the best thing we can do, even for our customers, right, is to ensure that we run our business profitably. Yes. Because then we'll actually be around to serve them in the future. Yes. And I truly believe that they're better off with us serving them. Yes. Than other people in most cases.
1: Yeah, and I think that, you know, not, not that making a profit is important. But the principle of don't be greedy, you know, is kind of the underlying principle that, that guides that. And interestingly, not being greedy doesn't mean we're not after profits. Yeah. Because we're after profits. Yeah. Not being greedy is about i think we all can win
0: yeah
1: right we win as a team for for our team members we yeah. win for the client because we're serving the client yeah you know and we're winning in terms of you know ourselves as individuals yeah. because this is our life's work you yeah. know and we yeah. we're not something separate from our work like like we are giving of ourselves yeah. in an environment of work
0: yeah, and I think that, that concept that you mentioned, this win-win-win concept, is something that we talk about a lot. Yeah. It's something that we, we talk about a lot and we say we're always looking to create these win-wins. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably one of the things that I love as well about what we do is that when, when you see when you create win-win, everybody is happy. Yeah. And a lot of people view business like, oh, there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser in every deal. Yeah. In every transaction, people feel like somebody's losing and somebody's winning. But the truth is, like, I feel as a business, our objective is to always create these win-wins yeah. where nobody's losing, where you're getting value, we're getting value compensated, mm-hmm. right? And is better at the end of the day mm-hmm. because whatever we do for you should be pushing you forward. And, yeah. you know, we like to say we're an agency that drives results, a result-focused agency that helps businesses to generate revenue sustainably, yeah. right? And so if if our work is to help our customers generate revenue sustainably, then it's going to be a win-win for Georgia as well.
1: So I guess another lesson for us, I think that helped us in terms of our business goals, because I think they have evolved over time. Over 10 years, they definitely have evolved. I would say we have kind of shifted our our perspective in terms of our goals and very significant in the last three years. And we've been making real changes in order to reach those goals. And I think a big part of that was that we knew that we had to set up a board. We wanted to be accountable to a set of um, wise, intelligent um, people that could help us stay accountable to the goals that we had established. And that's been a big part, I think, of how we have made the steps to grow and to be able to see significant growth in the last couple of years. So mm. I'm really grateful for, you know, taking that step. To um, be accountable. To be accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and next lesson I think that we have learned over the years and we've gotten better at is knowing our numbers. And I think you can talk more <laughs> about that. Yeah. Because more your wheelhouse than yeah. mine.
0: And I think it come off that profit discussion too, right? And I feel like... It's super important for a business to know the numbers, mm-hmm. right? And that's something that in the last three years, as you said, we've, we've looked at our numbers regularly. And, and I think it's important to, to know exactly where things are going so that you can manage it, right? And around your numbers, so there, there are lots of different things. For different seasons of the business, you'll manage different things. And for every business, like the most important things to know, it change, mm-hmm. Right. I mean, for a while, we only looked at our numbers at the end of the year, (laughs) (laughs) when you're you're looking at tax planning, right? Um, But as you said, since we've taken on our board, like over the last three years, we've looked at our numbers much more often, Mm -hmm. monthly and quarterly, right? right? And I think knowing your numbers is super important, right? Mm -hmm. And so we also got like people in place. Like in terms of to help us with the numbers. So we have accountants in place, you know. And and you have to find creative ways to do these things as well. Mm -hmm. If you're not great with something, get help to do it. Now, thankfully, like, I'm not bad with numbers, right? And so so we were able to start to put things together. But I think for every business, it's important to know what numbers you need to focus on. Mm -hmm. Because you can get lost in numbers sometimes, you know. So even more than knowing your numbers, knowing the right numbers mm-hmm. and understanding what the right numbers are for your particular business.
1: Yeah, and how that helps you to make better decisions. decisions
0: yeah, because the, the truth is, like one of the, all right, so for example, one of the things that we've been looking on is our department profitability, right? Because we have lots of different departments mm-hmm. and, and, and it's important to understand where your profit is coming from mm-hmm. so you can know where to focus your efforts yeah. or where you need focus your efforts in terms of selling or focus your efforts in terms of improving your efficiencies Correct. right because you can you can increase profitability by selling more at higher prices mm-hmm. or you can increase profitability by producing the work more efficiently Correct. right and so understanding those numbers i think are, are key and it's very it's it's sometimes harder in a service-based industry yeah. right, to figure out the costs associated with the delivery of services. But if you can't do it perfectly, my encouragement is to just do what you can do yeah. and to put the, use the numbers that you can put your hands on. Mm-hmm. Because we would love to have every single hour that's worked. We'd love to know where every single hour We don't have that reality. But we were able to at least start looking at the profitability of each segment service segment and to start saying hey we need to do something here or here's an area that we want to focus on more we want to sell more of this or here's an area that we need to focus on building out the processes and systems so i feel like knowing your numbers super important Mm -hmm. knowing the right numbers Mm -hmm. even more important Mm -hmm. and then using those numbers to help you make the right decisions for the business i think is really important
1: yeah and I think that that just is fed by our constant need to improve. Yeah, and
0: to grow and learn. Like that's the next thing we love it's, to say. We it's love ethos. to learn. Yeah, it's that's ethos, something that we always say.
1: That we will always be people that are learners. Yeah, yeah. And I think a part of that is just being humble. Yeah. You know, like like we're in an, a creative industry as well as a, a highly technical industry. It's changing. It's left and right brain. Yeah. So. And we're serving businesses. Yeah. We're serving real <laughs> businesses with real people who yeah. are their customers. Yeah. You know, we don't know everything. No. As we approach serving our clients, we have to remain humble. Yeah. Y- even when sometimes you know it, you know you have experience, and people are hiring for an ex- for your experience, and they're telling you what to do. As you're, you know, you're a professional in this area, but people are telling you you know they are they they are not in your field but they're telling you what to do you know how do you serve people regardless of you know the industry regardless of their attitude regardless of you know you know how do you serve people well and how do you do business well Mm -hmm. you have to be humble and kind (laughs) you know (laughs) be humble and kind and you can approach every challenge well and you can serve people well Um, you don't you know humility doesn't mean that you're not confident Mm. right it just means you're confident that you don't know everything most things you know some things okay some things all right fair but that you can still serve people very well
0: yeah that's good so we're gonna wrap up Mm -hmm. and we've been talking for a while and we don't want to go on forever Mm -hmm. so let's just summarize some of these lessons that we've learned Mm -hmm. one i think get good advice Two, be accountable. Mm-hmm. Three, know your numbers. And four, be humble. Yeah. I think those are four things that, we, that we're taking forward with us, mm-hmm. right? Any advice for any entrepreneurs? Like, you know, because we've really spoken about how we started and how we've kind of survived and, and not only survived but grown and kept learning over the last 10 years. 10 years, great, right? Mm-hmm. Any advice for an entrepreneur who's either thinking to start Or, you know, somebody who is struggling in business, like, what's your encouragement to them?
1: I mean, I think we've heard it many times um, in all these talks that you'd have heard from business owners. Don't be afraid to fail. Like, you're going to make mistakes. There are going to be challenges. You're not going to do things perfectly. But, you know, great is often on the other side of your fear. And I think that's something that I've learned along the way. And I would encourage people who are serious about entrepreneurship and being business owners like you can't be afraid to fail that's
0: good that's good thanks you know for joining okay. us right? <laughs> i know you don't want me in this chair every week no so next time we'll have somebody else in this yes. chair, right <laughs> and thank you all for watching as well be sure to tune in for the next episode that was great to know i'm Juvain, and thanks for joining us for episode two hopefully you learned some stuff like we did along the way Join us next time when I sit with Natasha Cunningham, one GS alum, and talk a little bit about pursuing your creative passion while working a nine-to-five. See you then.